Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing this preseason. And you can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash Her Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. Some top news stories in the NFL, just FYI. This show is about running backs today. It's a big one. It's very important. So hopefully we yeah. can cover most questions. Dire needs. You can always go over to HerFantasyFootball.com and see our rankings. Um, we try to keep them up to date. And once the season starts, we'll be doing them weekly. So you can set your lineups there. Um, but poor Geno Smith. A few days ago, he got sucker punched. Sucker punched in the jaw. Broke it. Uh, out for six to ten weeks. I hear more like 10. So that stinks. All over $600. I hear more like 30 years. I know. (laughs) It's like, what does this mean for Gino? Well, allegedly it wasn't, he didn't get sucker punched so much as he just didn't, he wasn't ready to defend himself. It wasn't like he wasn't looking. The guy just, he just didn't expect to get punched in the face. I usually don't expect I don't either. Maybe, right. I'm starting to think maybe I should be prepared at all times because I say a lot of jerk things. Sometimes I pull a Gino, you know, and maybe I should be prepared. Yeah. I, you know what the thing is is that he owed him $600 for flight for an event that he said he would be at and then he did not attend. Now, to be fair, supposedly someone that he was close to died a couple days before that in Miami and that's what he said why he didn't go. Um, either way, it's a, uh, not break your jaw thing. No. Is that, is that safe to say? I mean. I don't think there is a break your jaw thing. Yeah. But it sounds like, you know, Gino needs to also work on being likable. As I say, it sounds like that's actually the larger problem. Because they said it was brewing. They knew it was an issue. It was, this didn't just come out of the blue, apparently. And uh, sadly, a lot of his teammates... I mean, it's a little all over the board, but he doesn't seem well-liked. I mean, he doesn't seem to still yeah. have got that leadership role on that team. And it wasn't the uproar it would be, let's say, you know, that if Andrew Luck got punched in the jaw. Not that that would happen. But I mean, listen, if you're not Tim Tebow, if you're not winning games, it's sometimes hard for people to respect you as a quarterback when you're not – you know, pulling your weight, per se, um, sometimes a lot of people um, take that offense because you're playing football, you want to win that Super Bowl ring. So, Did you see the video with Lance Briggs, Briggs, Courtney? No. Lance Briggs was getting interviewed, and uh, (laughs) was there any quarterback that you wanted to punch in the face? He's like, yeah, yeah. And the guy goes to the court, he's like, Jay Cutler's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, He's like, uh, what's that, Tannehill? Um... Chad Henney. Oh, yeah, I definitely wanted to punch him. They listed, like, <laughs> ten quarterbacks, and it's like, Kyle Orton. No, I don't want to punch Kyle Orton. Goes through, like, five more quarterbacks he wants to punch, and then they brought up another completely random, also not super... Brian wh- Greasy. Brian Greasy. Brian He's like, Greasy. no, I don't want to punch Brian Greasy either. <laughs> like, I love the two you didn't want to punch are two of some of the more, like, publicity-wide, not liked quarterbacks. It, so it was just so funny. Well, I think Kyle Orton's hard not to like as a human. I mean, even when he, like, just straight up walked out and quit the Bills, <laughs> everyone was like, ah, okay. Okay. So, you know, no one even got that mad. They were like, yeah, well, he already retired with the Cowboys, so it doesn't really surprise us. You know, it's just like, I just thought that was I so I can't funny. imagine wanting to, you know, punch him. No. He looks like Dave Grohl. No. <laughs> and I can see not wanting to Grohl. punch Brian Greasy either. I can see that. Greasy always seemed like the nice guy. Although, didn't he, wasn't he the one that got on the issue of the Broncos where he fell in the driveway? Do you remember this, like, back in the day? Yeah. And it could have been, yeah. like, a team well, I think fight. he and Shanahan had issues. Yeah. But, you know, once again, who do you blame there? <laughs> you and the Shanahan. You love <laughs> Shanahan. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals have offered Chris Johnson a one-year deal after reviewing the backfield in the OTAs. They do not seem su- too super pleased with the running backs that they have right now. Um, but CJ has not 
said yes yet. He's shopping around, playing hard to get, I think wanting a little bit more money from Arizona. Um, but let's not forget, he's recovering from a bullet wound by drive-by shooting. Um, so there's that. I think there's very little fantasy relevance here other than Andre Ellington needs to be drafted with some caution. Which I would agree. You'd have to say he's going to have to do that every time. You, I mean, kind of, it was kind of leery on him last year too, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, Cleveland Browns coaches are considering looking at Ray Rice. Uh, again, allegedly. after... <laughs> allegedly. Uh after Patine had said, of course, it's a natural question here because of Wilbert and because I was with Ray with, um, when he was a Raven rookie. Now a lot of people in Baltimore. Um, I don't know. It just seems like Cleveland back to having way too many people in one position. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing is, I'm more upset about Greg Hardy still playing in the league than I am Ray Rice, to be entirely frank, because that guy doesn't think he did anything wrong. Right. Um, so I guess if you're going to give Greg Hardy another chance, you've set a precedent and you need to give Ray Rice a chance if he's eligible. But the whole point is, is that he wasn't very good in 2013 anyway. He only went for 660 yards and four touchdowns and he was the starter. It wasn't like, you know, he was in this, you know, possible Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard issue. No, he was doing his thing and he only has 660 yards. So, I mean, I don't think he's draftable anyway. 100% agree. I mean, all... Major issues aside, Greg Hardy was at least producing. I understand why. I don't understand. I understand the Cowboys signed him while he's producing, whereas Ray yeah. Rice was not. He's yeah. not been a productive back for a few years now. So, is it really worth the team taking on not only the social implications of giving Ray Rice another chance, but also taking on a back who really hasn't proven himself to be worthy of a starting role in a couple of years? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to an organization? No, I don't. I yeah. But someone will do it. Maybe. I don't know. It was such a bad PR move. I don't know. I'm torn on it. I mean, as, as like, you know, my prediction, I'm not torn on how I feel about it, but I, I am, I can't decide if it's going to happen or not. You just never know with this league, you know? I don't think the Browns need to bring more drama into their camp. That's my vote. No, but, but Josh McCown, tonight uh, was the beginning of the preseason, and uh, I'm telling you right now, value pick in two quarterback leagues. You heard it here, probably not first, but at least fifth or sixth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know, that's what we all said about him last preseason, too, with uh, Tampa Bay, and it was a complete bust, so I don't know. We'll see. It's it's still Cleveland. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. announced that he will be retiring at the end of the season. So sad. Uh, I love Triple S. I love him. Like, totally depressed about this. Yeah, he'll probably be in a lot of my leagues because his ADP is at 100 right now, and he's a he's he's the number one guy in Baltimore. I know. Yeah. With Mark Trestman. What's going on? And he's going to go out with a bang. This is Steve Smith Sr. Yeah. He's going to go out guns a-blazing. I'm all for it. I like him. Love it, love it. Uh, so, as Brandon had said, we're recording Thursday night. This will be out Friday, but um, there's several preseason games going on today. Um but on Sunday, uh, there was the Minnesota Vikings and Pittsburgh Steelers game. What did you guys get out of that? What did you see that you uh, took away? Well, uh, the Pittsburgh Steeler kicker, Sean Squeezum's out. He was placed on IR after he went in for surgery for his uh, ACL. Now, they're blaming it on the turf. They said it's really bad. And, in fact, they're actually, they actually had already planned to upend all of the turf and replace it after the the uh, Hall of Fame game. And so they're ticked because they're like, well, why did you have all these like NFL players playing a turf that you knew was bad and that you're replacing the next day? So they're, it's an interesting drama. But um, listen, they signed Garrett Hartley. But here's the deal. Last year, they, um, they succeeded on a league-high four two-point conversions. I have a little hunch that I think they're going to do a lot more two-point conversions now with the new kicking rules and with their starting and kicker out. And Garrett outs, Hartley. So. Yeah. And it's Garrett Hartley. Oh, man. I was so excited I was not going to have to say his name this year. <laughs> and that's over. Boom. Dreams smashed. How much money has that guy made for getting cut? <laughs> so many times. It's awesome. Like, oh. good for him. Yeah, High five, Garrett Hartley. 
You guys can also check out our videos on YouTube. We record um, our podcast live. Um, so you can hop over on YouTube and watch us. Ashley has a beautiful green background. And you look like you're in, um, like one of the confessionals at, in real world. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I sadly Ooh. don't have as much drama. I mean, I could, I could, you know, scrounge some up if we need yeah, to. Yeah, you, you really should. Cause I should. It's, it's a good shot right now for you. <laughs> I really like it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, you know, I took away from the game uh, back to Pittsburgh and Minnesota that uh, Teddy Bridgewater might be using Kyle Rudolph a little bit more than we are thinking he's going to be using him, doing little dump passes. Now, granted, yeah. AP wasn't in the game, um, and so that's going to change the – the play and some of those dumb passes will be runs with AP, but man, I'm telling you, it's, uh, Rudolph might be better than me, be more used more, I should say, than we think. Uh, I think we have him ranked at 15th for tight ends, and uh, he might sneak into that top 10, so not a bad. He just can't get healthy. The problem no. is you can't you can't trust him for 16 games. No, but all tight ends, uh, like uh, unless you're Jason Witten, they all get injured. It's true. So. It really is true. Yeah. He's the man. I kind of I kind of agree though, Courtney. I actually, you know, I took away I liked I thought Bridgewater's feet work looked better. Yeah, um, he looked good. He looked good and then again kind of like Brian said, Sean Sweetsome. And what what was interesting to me is not so much during the game but after the game is that it kind of brought up that hot topic issue again of the point after touchdown being moved back from the 2-yard line to the 15, which now makes it a 33-yard attempt. And that's, again, kind of spurred from the fact that the turf was in bad condition and the player safety and whatnot, which then came to the fact that people then started to re-talk about how upset they are with a new 33-yard attempt because it essentially contradicts the NFL statement of being so concerned with the player safety because the logic behind this is that it was a gimme, right? The point after it was a gimme. And now it's no longer a gimme. So those linebackers are going to be coming off the line hard. It gives tackles more of a chance to get hurt, and the kickers as well, and the placeholders. So people are not happy about that. So I thought that was really interesting because you don't get a whole lot of the preseason games because your starters aren't playing a whole lot. Yeah. But it definitely um, kind of spurred that heated topic again. And I think we're going to get a lot of that throughout the season if there are injuries due to it. I think so. I think so. Let's get into the show. Let's start talking about those running backs. Here we go. Top <laughs> top ten running backs. Number one, Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy. Number five, Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Anderson, Matt Forte, LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, and finishing up the top ten, Mr. Jeremy Hill. Man, someone did a good job ranking those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. It was, it was me. me. It was me. Uh, we all do separate rankings. Ashley has the running backs and the kickers. Um, so if you don't like our rankings uh, for running backs, she's the one you need to tweet. That's right. I'm the one to yell at. At Ashley, her FFB. Which I'm always uh, the one yep. that gets yelled at, so I'm sure I'm going to get some <laughs> nasty tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will just say, so let's get into it. With the success of Niall Davis last year, will the Chiefs limit the number of touches for Jamal Charles? Brandon, what do you think? Um, maybe. Okay, well, in a down year, he still ended up with 1,033 rushing yards, 291 receiving yards, 14 total touchdowns. But it was a decrease. He has decreased the last three years. So, you know, yeah, it might decrease again. Still, I think he's much better than a lot of these hot picks that are going later that everyone's talking about. So don't freak out. This is exactly the kind of moment that we're talking about where it's like, this is the guy who's going to be the bust. This is the guy who's going to be the bust. Listen, there are a lot of running backs that are going to bust, but they're always for random reasons. Did you think Adrian Peterson was going to be bust last year? No, you did not. No, you did not. <laughs> so um, I, that's, I think that, you know, they still need him. They still need him, but yeah, I, I don't think that you know we can. I don't think we can bank on him getting more. Right, I think yeah. he'll be there or a little below. Well, they have a better office in general to spread the ball, whether it's between running backs or receivers, which might help him. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to get less touches. I mean, Niall Davis played a lot of games, and he did. He did incredibly well, especially when Jamal Charles was out, and they still didn't. 
decide, you know, to work under the workload a whole lot more than normal once Charles came back. It wasn't as if Niall Davis's role dramatically increased because he did so great while Charles was out. Kind of went back to status quo. And I see that being the case again, essentially, when he does cut back. Now, Davis, I do think, may be in more of the actual snaps, and they may he may receive more of them, possibly out of the backfield, being used more in the pass game. Because Andy Reid did make it very clear to him that he wanted Davis to work on improving upon his blocking, his feet, uh-huh. and his receiving skills, yeah. which sounds pretty clear to me that he's not going to be necessarily used as a running back. He can be maybe change the pace back, but he's going to be used a bit more swinging him out of the backfield. So I don't think he's taking And blocking is so touches. important. It's so important. So important. And he's not a great blocker, and he's a small guy. So these are the reasons that they're basically saying, if you want to be in the field more, you need to block better. You need to be able to receive better. Because you're not really going to take touches from Jamal in terms of a running back, but you are going to possibly take, you know, be used more in a receiving play. But I like him. I like him too. I like Niles Davis. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I love Niles Davis. I just got him in a draft last night. Uh, can CJ Anderson, Denver Broncos, stay healthy the entire NFL season? What do you think, Ashley? Uh, I hope so. He's a Bronco. That's our team. (laughs) You know, I do think he's going to stay healthy. And if there is an injury, should that happen, I think he'll bounce back quickly. And my logic, which some may completely disagree with me on, is that he's lost weight and he's on a very strict diet that his trainers have him on. And if Arian Foster has taught us anything with his vegan diet and all of his crazy dieting that he does throughout the season that people have questioned throughout the years is that he always bounces back from his injuries pretty quickly. And I hope that this would be the case for CJ if he does get hurt. I don't think he will, but um, he certainly is doing a good job taking care of his body before the season, which is always a good sign. Which I heard Arian Foster is repairing already. That's what I'm saying. It's a freak of nature. The guy's freaky. You are what you eat, people. Ooh. And apparently I'm, well, I'm, I am bad because I eat a lot of bad food. But you <laughs> are what you eat. You could say that. Okay, so he heals quickly, but he gets injured all the time. So what does that right. mean? Okay, so. so but he had an injury. This, uh, well, why don't you just not get hurt in the first place? Well, because some injuries judging. are lingering injuries, too. Like, he's, he's a growing kind of guy, which you know, Courtney. That's, that's not a muscle that's, like, a surgically repaired muscle, generally. It's, it's, a, it's a healing. You wait out. It's a timing. It's not like an ACL where you go into surgery real quick, and then it's kind of like you got a new knee. Right. Well, they're different hey, injuries. I love Arian Foster. I'm not just an Arian Foster. We're on the same learning path, but I just, I just, I mean... He does get hurt. Still a lot. gets hurt all the time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If he gets, you know, he gets healthy fast. He still misses a game or two. Uh, but it, with a with J, he's not a vegan that we know of. Maybe a strict diet, but not a vegan. Uh, I just, I don't know. This, they, you know, the coaches say they're going to work him all the time. They're going to use him a lot, and all three downs. If he can be out there, he's going to be out there. Uh, that worries me. It just does. It just doesn't doesn't bode well for me. I don't like that. He's not he's not one of those guys who can in my opinion they can do that. They can stay healthy and do that. Um so I I I don't know. I mean he was out, he got injured on Saturday at practice with a bum shoulder. I mean he's fine. It's not a serious injury, but for some reason CJ Anderson's health worries me and maybe it's just like a Denver Broncos running back situation where it's just like they always <laughs> seem to get hurt. <laughs> you know, That's I still true. mourn over Terrell Davis, you know, like well, I just, I, I don't know. Last year, Monte Ball goes down. It's just, they I all went down. They all went down. They all went down. The maybe went down. Maybe the altitude. Yeah. But in fairness with preseason, it, it seems like you see every single little nick that happens in a practice pop up on an injury report. And these are injuries that generally they would work through in the regular season that you probably wouldn't even really hear about. But because it's preseason, they're not going to play their guy. They're not going to push their guy in a preseason to possibly hurt him further for something that's probably minor. They're like, it's preseason. He's a starter or whatever. We'll rest him. All right. We'll see. Cross your fingers. If he's in, he's legit. All right. We got our number 10 guy, Jeremy Hill. He's a little bit sharing the ball kind of situation. What do you think the timeshare is going to be between him and Gio Bernard? Well, 
I mean, I think that the share could be a lot more than a lot of people think. But um, listen, you know, they they keep saying that he's going to be the the bell cow, and you know, I think he will be. But I think Giovanni Bernard is going to be a great flex. I think he'll be involved. I think he's someone that you want to keep an eye on, especially in particular matchups. I mean, if you look at his stats over the last two years, he averaged six hundred eighty-seven rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, forty-nine catches. 431 receiving yards, and a little over two touchdowns. So I think that the, what's going to happen is that the catching is going to go up and the rushing is going to go down, and that's how they're going to split the load. And so if you're in a PPR league, I think Giovanni Bernard should be weighted a little bit. Um, I think if you are in a standard league, I think Jeremy Hill's weighted a little bit. So I think it's, I think it's almost as simple as that. It, it's never that simple in football, but it's pretty close. Yeah, and it's Jeremy Hill's sophomore year, you know. Uh, Eddie Lacy did really good on his sophomore year, you know, and I don't want to compare the two because Gio, Gio Bernard is going to be more, is going to take more, but I think, I think they're going to use him. What do you think, Ashley? Yeah, similar wavelength. You know, I would like to see the workload be about an 80-20 split in terms of the run, rushing, like not, yeah, not incorporating the, the passes, but... I, I agree with Brian. It could honestly be more along the 65-35, maybe even 70-30 split, which is higher than most people think. Because like they said, Jeremy Hill is supposed to be the guy. He's the guy. He was the 10th highest scoring running back last year. And, you know, and that was all while being very much still entrenched in a committee. So they need to commit to Hill, and I think they plan to do that. So let's just hope that the moment that Hill has kind of a bit of a ho-hum game that they don't, you know, reject their plan, all of a sudden incorporate Giovanni in a more substantial way in terms of the committee. But I do agree with Brandon that they're still going to use him. He's still going to be on the field. They still think he's a great guy, but he's going to be used a lot more in the passing game than he is going to be used as a change of pace back. And Cincinnati wants to run. They do want to run. They want to run. Now, they do have A.J. Green, which is great. Marvin Jones is back, maybe. Um, but Tyler Eifert's back. I think that's actually going to be the biggest thing. But that's short yardage still. So they're still looking at those short yardage games. I mean, those kind of situations. So, um, you know, look and see what their personnel groupings are like. How many running backs are on the field at that time? And I think that you might be surprised. I agree. I agree. That's good stuff. I loved Jeremy Hill last year. I'm excited for him this year, and I'm not reaching for him. That makes any sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. After relocating to new teams, who's going to have the better fantasy season, ladies? McCoy or Murray? Brandon, what do you think? I hate the quarterback situation in Buffalo so much that I would have to go Murray regardless. But I also really just like DeMarco Murray. So um, I feel like there's good stuff going on there for him. And, yeah, there you go. I also hate the quarterback situation in Buffalo. And that's why I'm Ew. picking McCoy. Ooh. I do. Ooh. I think McCoy's going to have a better year. I, you know, I like that Murray's in an exciting Chip Kelly offense. But let's not forget the Chippy Chip here did not exactly use running backs all that much last season. Grant, he could change it up this year. But, but Chip Kelly is a wild card. You have absolutely no idea. This could be the season where he never uses his wide receivers. Or maybe he's never going to use his running backs again. Maybe the tight end will be, you know, it'll be like the Packers, but that guy doesn't exist. Tough to say with Chip Kelly. Whereas Rex Ryan, he's being bold in his predictions, and he believes that Shady could be have 1,000-plus yards rushing and 1,000-plus yards receiving in a single season. Who's throwing him the ball? He's crazy. That would make him only the third running back to do that. The other two were Marshall Falk and Roger Craig. But I believe sexy Rexit is possible because, again, you've got a really shady quarterback situation, and that is when the dump-off happens. Dump, dump, dump all day long. Yeah. And McCoy's got great hands. He's got great hands. He's great in the open field. He can break through the tackles. He's great. Their entire offense can be based around shady. I totally agree, Ashley. I am with you. I love the fact yeah. that he has a crappy quarterback. Like, love it. sign me love up. It. And I'm not saying Alex Smith is crappy, but Alex Smith has a limit. He has a cap of what he can do. Andy Reid knows Matt that. Castle. No, I know, but and that's why Jamal Charles is oh. is the guy in, in Kansas City. You know, he's the one. And it's just going to be the same thing in Buffalo this year. I I think that they they are going to use, like, only McCoy and 
and probably Fred Jackson's going to see a lot more too because he's going to because yeah. they're just going to be running the ball, passing short passes. That that's going to be the life of the Buffalo Bills. I love that. Chip Kelly keeps saying how he wants to spread the ball around. Spread the ball around. But he runs more plays Doesn't than anyone matter. Else. He's going to spread the ball around. He's got three legit running backs. You've got to admit the wild card in Chip Kelly offense. Right, no, Brandon, Brandon I mean, loves on. Chip Kelly. She's on board with every single person on that team because of Chip Kelly. He did not utilize LaShawn McCoy the way he should have last season. No, LaShawn McCoy's carries didn't go down that much. His production did. And that's my other concern. His yards per carry went down. He, he just could not get it done. And I'm not saying that I dislike McCoy. I just feel like that situation is just not good. And on top of that, I feel like Rex Ryan always talks up his players. That's, that's just part of his charm. It is. You know, but he, he, he always says, I think Revis is going to get the most interceptions of any, you know, cornerback of all time this year. Now, he's great, but he's not going to do that. You know, he just, I mean. No. I, I just wrong, think that McCoy. there's no way with that crappy quarterback situation. Who is throwing LaShawn McCoy the ball? Who? Matt Castle. No. Matt Castle. They all have stunk in camp. It's literally the worst situation all football. And that includes the Texans. And I thought they were the worst. <laughs> and that includes the guy who got a broken jaw. Nope. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. It's going to be. Right. I'm passionate when, when about quarterbacks how bad are bad, you run the ball. Run. I think they're going to score 10 points a game, and they're going to win because of their defense. the ball. All right, ladies, All right. real quick, All real right. quick. AP, Ooh. Turn, in, turn 30. What's the deal? You think his production is going to go down after he hit the hump? Real fast. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? So um, I think there's a chance. I mean, that we're not going to see him at all this preseason. I think it's a, he usually a really doesn't good play chance. preseason. They're probably going to pull a Ladainian Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but unfortunately, the difference is uh, he had a year off last year. So it would be nice to see a little something, a little razzle dazzle before you take him as your number one overall pick. Because if you don't, you probably will not get him. So um, listen, you know, maybe. I would say, you know, since 2010, he's only had one full season under his belt. So it's not just last year. It's multiple years. So, um, no, he's had over 1,000 yards. Right. You know, (laughs) but, you know, so you want him anyway. But, you know, let's just be honest. He's not always on the field. He doesn't – no one talks about that, but that that is the truth. And if he's not always on the field and he's over 30, you just have to put your stuff together. Listen, he's a top – you know, round guy, no doubt about it. This is kind of like the Jamal Charles conversation. It's just like, don't think too much about it. But yeah, sure, are there question marks? Yeah. And this is why people hate taking running backs in the first round. And this is why a lot of people are not doing that anymore because they feel like there's just too much risk with a lot of these guys. And they'd rather get one of these wide receivers that you know is going to stay healthy and feel good. I mean, yes, there are random ones. But overall, they do stay healthy and they have pretty much the same production. So they'd rather do that because it's safer. And that is an interesting debate, and that's kind of what this whole show really is about, is, like, how you weigh those factors. Ashley, what do you think? I don't really believe in the trend, per se, that once you die over 30, um, could be because I'm 32, so that hurts my feelings, <laughs> but um, True. True. You know, I think my issue is certainly, you know, I have an issue with it in the emergence of the past few years where it's been committee, 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 I mean, these guys have got less miles on their wheels than the running backs back in the day that were the workhorses. I mean, look at Forsett last year. He had a fantastic year, and he had a heck of a lot less mileage than other guys his age, and it showed. You know, when it comes to AP, he was out last year. He has had a few injuries, um, which has then taken a few games off, like Brandon mm-hmm. said. But the guy heals so freakishly fast. It's, I mean, he's the, the freakish of all of them he when it comes meat. to healing. I, I mean, well, that probably helps, but, um, so, you know, I think it's okay. I mean, he did get a thigh bruise in practice, but again, I wouldn't freak out. This is, he says if this was a regular season, he'd be playing through it. It's a preseason. They're not going to, it's AP. They're not going to possibly risk it, but no, I don't think you should expect AP numbers from five, six years ago, but still AP numbers are better than 97% of other running back numbers. 
Yeah, he's a freak. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be AP. So, I, you know, I, there's risk, as Brandon said, and, as, you know, we've all said before, there's risks in everybody. This is the NFL. You never know yeah. what's going to happen tomorrow, yeah. right? So you get punched in the face by a player, you know, you could, you know, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't, we never know. So, but I, I like AP. I, I have faith in him. Let's go ahead and get into the next round of guys. 11 through 20, we'll start it off. Justin Forsett, what a cutie pie. Like him. Uh, (laughs) Frank Gore, Alfred Morris, 14. Mark Ingram, Lamar Miller, Melvin Gordon, Carlos Hyde. Number 18, Andre Johnson, Latavius Murray, and finishing it off the top 20, TJ Yeldon. There's a lot of guys in here that are kind of unknown. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Like the freaky. Ooh. A lot of The faith. drop-off is huge. The drop-off yeah. is huge. A lot the of drop-off faith. is real, people. And this is why people Ooh. do draft running backs first, because the drop-off is real. Well, let's get into the one that I think is can move, you know, be qualified up at the top ten. Uh, Justin Forsett. What do you think, guys? Is he going to have a re- repeat performance of last year, Brandon? I am going to be preaching this all offseason. Mark Trussman is the offensive coordinator for Baltimore. What does this mean? This means all these people that have an ADP that's crazy town, it should be up. Take them. And one of the biggest things about that is that Matt Forte last year caught over 100 passes. Justin Forsett's not going to catch over 100 passes, just putting that out there. But I think 60 is pretty doable. If you're in a PPR league, easy peasy. He's a, he's a great pick, crazy pick. Steal on a PPR. he likes to run, so he's going to get those rushing yards too. So I love it. You know, if I – I mean, I think that, you know, like you said, you know, with your favorite, you know, I actually like out of this group Lamar Miller. I think he's going – he's like – he's he is like standardly gold. He's the opposite of Justin Forsett, where it's like he every week is going to get points. So, it, you know, this is what I'm talking about with like know your league. Know your league. Awesome. You know, I concern about Forsett is that he doubled his best year ever last year. You know, and well, it was his first time being a starter. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And that kind of worries me because it's not it's not like he's a sophomore in the league. You know, this is this is a lot of work on him. They let him go out for free agency and test the market, and they didn't take him back for a little while, and that always worries me too. It's like the Brandon Marshall trade for nothing freaks me out about drafting Brandon Marshall (laughs) and letting Justin Forsett leave after the good year that he had and the kind of person that he is really kind of freaks me out. Like, do they think they wore him down? You know, it, it that... That stuff in the like, back of my head, know? yeah, it's like, what do I not know, Mark Tressman? What aren't like, you telling me? Like, no one's yes. telling us? like, he's going to be good for four games and he's done, you know? No. Uh, no. It, and I hope that's not the case because I love Forsett, but. They probably had a salary cap issue and let him go, hoping they can get him back for a little bit lower than what he wanted. No, I think that's, I think that's. Does that make you feel no, better? it makes me angry. I don't like that. It's not nice. It's not <laughs> nice, Baltimore. It's a business. It's a business, but I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, I agree. In PPR, I love him. So it's gonna be. It's gonna be really good stuff. And where you can get them is is great. So, I, I agree with that. Frank Gore. Uh, I'm sorry. What? I'm laughing. Have you guys ever seen Flight of the Concords? Yes. And the business socks video. Oh, business time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The song. Oh, it's we have business it on our time. iTunes. Yeah, so it's good. business. It's business, business time. time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business, and it's business time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got my business socks on. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. So Thank good. you, guys. You took out the recycling. For sure you know how to get me hot. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's about married couples doing it. Ugh, you haven't checked still it out. Still wearing his business socks. I could help him. When I said business when it came to four set. It, it popped up business socks in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Carson and I still do business time. But you know what? It's still business time for Frank Gore. Frank Gore, new team. Ooh. Let's see. He's the most talented team he's ever played for. Even with Indy's terrible offensive line, what are the, what are your expectations for Gore, Ashley? I've got high hopes. I love Gore. 
maybe I'm alone on this, but the fact that... a little bowling ball. The fact that Frank feels that he's with the most talented team that he's ever been on, and I would venture to guess that the Colts feel that Frank Gore is the most talented running back they've had in a very, very long time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Carson, my husband, almost quit fantasy football because of Joseph Adai. (laughs) No, literally. I mean, Adai. If that guy gets one yard again, I'm going to throw myself off. Adai is a pro bowler compared to Trent Richardson. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's crazy. But Frank Gore, he is great. He is great. You know, I mean, he is a beast. Plain and simple. And even Dwayne Allen, he's in the middle of doing some interview, and he, like, cuts a guy off to make note as, as Frank Gore walks by to talk about the fact that he's still running like he's 20 years old and that he highlighted his blocking abilities. Now, keep in mind that the guy has had 8 out of 10 seasons with 1,000-plus yards. So people like to sit there and say that he's old, he's over 30, he's declining. He's not declining. He is not declining. He's had 8 out of 10 seasons of 1,000-plus yards. They just didn't really utilize him last year. That was, that was their fault. That is not Frank Gore's fault. And he still got over 1,000 yards. And he still got over 1,000 yards. So I'm like, what are people's problems? You know, it, it, is, crazy. it is crazy. Um, and so the thing is, is that Gore's able to block well, which means it's going to open up the pass, and in turn that's going to open up the run, and it's just going to be magic in Indy. Yeah, and you know what? Gore. We start next week doing matchups. Uh, so we'll be talking about what happened last week's game and then looking forward. Um, and I cover San Francisco, and it was the most frustrating thing about covering San Francisco last year was Frank Gore. I just was so angry, so angry. It was like the only time that they won, Frank Gore had 16 or more um, carries. They just didn't get it, you know. No. Um, so we have the exact same stats about his reaching over 1,000 yards for so many seasons. It's hilarious. So we all, we all do our own outlines, and then we put them together, and I'm like, this is funny. Like, we probably had the same eureka moment when we looked at it, and we were like, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I had no idea. So, he's so quiet. He's just, like, quietly awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I, you know, hopefully he'll score more touchdowns, though. That's what really went up and down with him. Um, and then he, d- he doesn't do a lot of pass catching. He can do it, but San Francisco never really did that. They always want him ground and pound, ground and pound, right. ground and pound, ground and pound. So um, I think but he'll he get can a little more catch. time for finesse. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And I don't know. Um, I mean, the offensive line does scare me, but not for um, touchdowns. I think actually his touchdowns will go up. I think his yards might go down. I think he might be just under 1,000 yards this year. But I think he'll have more touchdowns, so I think he'll be about the same fantasy points. And he's being drafted like he's not going to get that. But I think that they're going to get down the field in the air and then have him punch it in. Those are my I I get it. Ashley, real fast, what is your feeling about Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram. You know, I think that he could get really close to having 1,000 yards and 10 touchdown season because Jimmy Graham is gone. But I'm nervous with C.J. Spiller. C.J. Spiller is there. He's in the mix. And, you know, more than likely, C.J. Spiller and Ingram are going to share the load of the extra touches that the backfield would see because of Jimmy Graham being gone because they've got to spread that offense somewhere. Um, so I guess my main hope is I hope they plan on using C.J. as a change of pace guy and to swing him on the backfield in the passing game. Um, and leave, you know, the pounding of the rock to Ingram instead of trying to really do a committee. Let's let's use CJ for his strength. Because CJ's great down the sideline. He's actually really good, and he's got good hands. So let's use him where he, he's useful. And I think if they do that, then Ingram could still have about a 1,000 yards. Do you think it's weird that no one has talked about CJ Spiller's injury history? He's always hurt. He uh, no one's always talking about hurt. it. But Everyone's I mean, so excited for him in New Orleans, and I'm like... Are we all talking about the same guy? Who constantly got bailed out by Fred Jackson. It's like yeah. people didn't notice that he was injured because they still played him, but Fred Jackson was there to pick up all the slack. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it'll be the same way in New Orleans where Ingram will pick up all the slack and no big deal. I don't know. There's only, one, there's only two things I trusted coming out of the New Orleans, and it was Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. And now that Jimmy Graham's gone, there's only one thing I trust. You can't even trust the kicker. Definitely can't trust the defense. No. You can't. I mean, just, just like you just – and the backfield's always a mess. I, I think Mark Ingram should be the clearer one guy, but – Everyone's high on CJ. They're always high on yeah. CJ. That's the thing with CJ is everyone's always high on CJ, and he always disappoints. Always. 
The Ugh. issue is whether the Saints are going to be smart enough to not force a committee here and use him for that sideline skill set that he has that could potentially, you know, have a little bit less injury-prone situation as well. I will say if you own Mark Ingram and he's kind of eh in the first few weeks, hold on to him. Hold on to him. Wait until C.J. Spiller gets hurt. It's true. 100% I agree. Absolutely. It will happen. C.J. will get hurt this season. And it's unfortunate. I don't want to be a jerk. I just have, you know. That's the I can read. I can read. (laughs) Nice. All right, Brandon, what do you think? Is Andre Anderson going to be a top 20 running back? The possible signing of Chris Johnson and the fact that the coaches are really not happy with their backfield? I need to see a very strong preseason, and I think his coaches do too. So um, normally what we're going to say during preseason is we're going to talk about the matchups and we'll we'll talk about who kind of stood out. It's really for kind of those random people. Like we knew Andre Williams was going to be pretty good, right, because of the the preseason. We saw Alan Hearns pop out of nowhere. There's certain people that you can kind of like, you know, feel out. But uh, for the most part, the starters are are the starters and it's fine. Andre Ellington has to prove himself. So – his coaches are, as you said, not impressed. So, I mean, listen, I, there's this great website. I don't know if you guys have gone there or not. It's called sportsinjurypredictor.com. And what they do is they predict whether or not people will get an injury in the season. They have him at 90%. Oh, yeah, for sure. What, they, what do they have CJ at? Do you know? I, I did not have the fortitude be to do that today. I'm too, I'm too emotionally unstable to, to do that with CJ Spiller. <laughs> I have to be prepared and be like, ah. 100%. Um, yeah, and so, anyway, they're, like, they're, they're over 75% accurate. So, um, listen, I, I'm not saying that he's a no-go. Luckily, he's kind of dropped in ADP a little bit. He's not going so crazy, depending on your format. But, yeah, I, he's had um, hamstring issues before, which he has now. He has ankle, knee, foot, hip, and concussion histories as well. So, take Gore instead. Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, Gore is yeah. the most consistent running back out there. You know, like, he just is. Like, it might not be fantastic. Yeah. He might not have, you know, an 1,800-yard season, but it's consistent, and you know what you're going to get. The people are low on it. They're low on it. Take, take Gore instead of uh, Ellington. I, I don't I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, and I am not a strong person. So, I'm not. I have dislocation <laughs> problems. Yeah, it's, he scares me. <laughs> So he's not my favorite. I was kind of high on him last year, and he disappointed. And um, I don't. I just. I'm not going to touch that again. Nope. Are you once bitten, twice shy? Yes. I like that. It's going to be a song episode. People <laughs> seen it, Brandon. Is that a people is that guys. from a song? I was like, is that a phrase? I don't I'm know. Once bitten, twice shy, baby. Is that I think country? it was like. No, it's like poison or something. <laughs> oh, that sounded very country. Some, you had like a you had like a twang yeah. going there. One that of was, the guys from the flex draft said, "I did this flex draft in Washington D.C. Uh, last weekend. It was really great. Thank you to Jake Seeley. I'm, I'm going to be doing it again in New Jersey. And Ashley and Courtney are coming out to New Jersey too at the end of yep. the month. We'll talk about that on the next show. Um, but uh, this guy did an overview of like our personalities, like Meteor, and he said that I had an accent. Well, yeah, we get that all the time." But what do, what do you get? I, I always get um, East Coast. I think it's because I'm assertive. And, and yeah. He also said he thought I could kick his ass. I'm assuming in fantasy football because he doesn't know about my dislocation. Problem. I was like, there's none of your shoulder issues, clearly. But, yeah. You throw well, he one punch like, throw oh, your arm tough. out. I bonded with his wife. I mean, everything's cool, but I thought that was really funny. I was like, wow, the two things people described of me, I have not heard those. Well, that was on accent. You just went straight twang on that. What is it? Once, Once bit? bitten, twice shy, baby. I think it's white snake. Yeah. You yes. guys don't know hair bands. I'm the oldest. Sorry, people. Yes, that's what it was. I do know hair bands. I just, I know hair band and rock, not hair band and country. I'll look it up on this bad boy. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I just got a notification that we're live right now. Oh, well, we're there live. you go. Bye. We're live. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next round of guys. Guys, 21 to 30. Uh, started off with Joseph Randall. A lot of talk around him. A lot of talk about the next guy, Todd Cur- Gurley. Uh, I haven't heard anything about the one after that, Jonathan Stewart. We talked about C.J. Spiller a little bit. Garrett Blunt comes in at 25. Amira um, Abdullah, Giovanni Bernard, Rashad Jennings, Tevin Coleman, and ending out the 30 is Joyke Bell. 
joy. It's so funny you mentioned Jonathan Stewart, Courtney, because my boyfriend was talking to me today about his keeper league, and he's like, I've got the option between Jordan Matthews and Jonathan Stewart. And I'm like, why in the world would you ever keep Jonathan Stewart? Love him. That's not an option. Love it. He's like, no, I, I like Jonathan Stewart this You're year. crazy. Talk about another guy that gets hurt all he's the time. He's my bold prediction this year. Jordan Matthews is the obvious keeper and of those two. I, I do agree with that. And that's who he picked, but I was just yeah. like, Jonathan yeah. Stewart. Yeah. I, I, oh, I love him. I especially love him week one against Jacksonville. <laughs> I got bit five times before I got shy of Stewart, and I By won't the way, do it again. By the way, it's great white. So it was like the combo of white snake and whatever <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, poison. Great white. <laughs> awesome. Uh, fantasy owners have high expectations for Joseph Randall this year. Very high expectations. Get it? It's an offensive line. Uh, but can he come anywhere close to carrying the load that DeMarco Murray did last year? Ashley or Brandon, what do you think? No. 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 <sighs> I can't believe that I have to keep saying this. And I can't believe the amount of injuries that the Cowboys running backs have already received. And then, you know, do we, he's still... Jerry Jones is still like, no, no, everything's fine. Don't look over here. Everything, nothing's over here. Gotta love Jerry. Problem. Gotta love Jerry. Um, yeah, no, they have a great offensive line, sure. Um, and he'll be fine, but no, he's not going to put up DeMarco Murray numbers, and you shouldn't expect that from him. Nice. Who's better at PPR option, Ashley, at running back? Mira Abdullah, CJ Spiller, or Giovanni Bernard? Ooh. Tough. <sighs> I will say I like C.J. Spiller in the Saints' offense in this situation. Like I said before, I think they will use him a lot in the open field with the departure of Jimmy Graham um, versus more the actual running. But C.J. Spiller has always been that guy that everyone was hopeful that would be a star, and he always falls short of that status. You know, so while I do not think that he will be a star, so they're very clear, I do not think C.J. Spiller will be a star. Um, I do think he will establish a better role with the Saints than he did in Buffalo, just because I think they're going to use him a bit more wisely than they did in Buffalo, because Buffalo's always been a little all over with their offense. Uh, but I do like Amir a lot as well, because he may actually end up taking that starting role, quite honestly. And Gio, again, he's, but I think he'll be running more than PP, you know, receiving, so that won't help you in PPR. And Gio was going to catch a lot of passes too. So for me, it was tough between CJ and Gio, but... They have minimal receivers other than, like, Brandon Cooks with the Saints, so they don't have a whole lot of options, whereas the Bengals do. All right, guys, give me one sentence here. You can choose it and then give me the one sentence. Who's going to have the better season, Tevin Coleman or Devontae Freeman? I'm staying away from both of them. Hashtag free Anton Smith. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Ashley. I am also staying away from both of them. But if I had to choose, I'm going to go Freeman just because he's a sophomore versus a rookie, and I think wouldn't doubt they're going to go with the guy who's been in the system for at least one year. I'm going to go Coleman. So we did not help you out with that question at all. Mm, well, nope. But we all agreed we're not going near any of them, right? Absolutely. So we actually did help them out with this question. The there was nothing sadder no. than that Atlanta running game last year. It was awful. It was it awful. It was awful. So, so, I mean, I know they have new coaches, but I'm still, I'm still just, reeling. Just stay away. Yeah. Stay away. Oh, it's sad. Well, make sure you hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com so you can see our full rankings. Uh, it's standard rankings, and we love doing it, and I hope you guys enjoy it and agree on them because uh, we sometimes don't agree, as you will see. But out of the running backs that are not <laughs> listed, who do you guys have an eye on? Ashley? I like Isaiah Crowell. Mm. Um, <gasps> the Browns are a complete nightmare in the <laughs> air. There it goes. So they will need to pound the ground. You know, and plain and simple. Duke Johnson might get some love too, though. But nonetheless, they're going to need to run. We're talking, we're talking lower. We're talking about these are guys that pro- you probably haven't even drafted because we're below 30 here. So you, they're not even on your team. But if you're looking for somebody, potentially Isaiah Crowell for me. Brandon? Well, all the teams, yeah, I mean, all the teams that I'm on, I, I have to draft a lot of these guys. Um, but I don't play them, but they are on my team. So one of the guys that I would stash away to play later in the season when someone gets hurt is Denard Robinson. He's still on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was the only guy who got over 100 yards. He did it twice in a row. And then the third uh, week, he got over 90 yards against a, uh, like behind a terrible, terrible offensive line. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I think they've improved a little bit, not as much as we'd like, but they have improved. Yes, I think TJ Yeldon's going to get the start because I think they just kind of want a fresh start in general in the backfield. But I do think that Denard Robinson is going to later in the season have some sort of role. It depends on how patient you can be and how deep your uh, leagues go. But I don't think he's a terrible choice when you're making those choices where you're like, who is this guy? We've all been there. We've all been in such deep leagues that we just get a little concerned. And I think that Denard Robinson actually has some, uh, you know, week seven through nine, he was on fire. And I, I think that he has some potential. I like that. I, I agree with that, Brandon. I'm into that pick. Ashley, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I'm okay with it. He's a starter. <laughs> He's a starter, at least. He's going to get some he points. Is, he is going to get out. some points. Yeah. You know who, yeah, so if, no. if you're, at least draft a starter versus a guy that's going to have to have someone get hurt to come it's in. That's true. I agree. Like, if you got the extra spot and you want to stash Denard Robinson in case Yeldon gets hurt or right. they just, the rookie needs a break for a second, I agree. Right. But at least Denard Robinson is isn't even getting drafted. Isaiah Crowell is getting drafted as, like, a late-round starter. If he's not your, he's an RB3. He's a flex right. guy. And I'm talking about, like, an RB5. Yeah, I wouldn't. For I wouldn't draft Denard Robinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're just talking about two totally different categories. Right. Yes. Agree. Um, and sometimes we have to say that though because people think that we're talking on the same, and we're not. No. And Courtney's yeah. falls a little. I do. Mine. I would say mine falls right in between, Mister. Hello. I love Mister. Hello. He's found a new home in Oakland, and I like that for him. I do. I do. And he is a PPR guy. Uh, last year, he had twice as many receiving yards as he had rushing yards. He had 42 receptions and 477 yards. And that's 10 more uh, yards than Mr. Shane Vereen that we know as Mr. PPR guy. Um, so I like that. Yep. And I have not been shy about my feelings towards Latavius Murray. And uh, <laughs> I, I like Halu. I, like, I think he's going to get a lot more action than people think he's going to. You can get him super late. Um, you can pick him up, and I think he's going to he's going to be the man. All right, guys, guys, who's the best <laughs> handcuff in the league? I'm not huge on handcuffs. I th- I kind of feel like I want to get more of a whip guy and that I think is going to be better. Yeah, yeah. more feathers, feathers tickling. Feathers. Tickle. <laughs> uh, no, um, but I think David Cobb is going to be a starter at some point in Tennessee. Sorry, Bishop Sankey. Sad Bishop. I love Niles Davis. We kind of talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, Ashley and I were on SiriusXM. It's the fun house. And it was one of the questions of uh, true or false, uh, how much did Niles Davis play? Is it 32%? It was 30%. It was very close. I think that's quite a bit for a guy who's on a team with the number one player on the whole team, you know, like the Jamal Charles, APs, McCoys of the world, um, Lynch's. So I like him, and, you know, Charles could go down, and Niles is the man, and he's talented, and the coaches did say that they want to give Charles more rest this season. Um, so that means insert Niles, you know. So I like Niles Davis. I, I like him. Ashley? I had a hard one between C.J. Spiller and Mark Ingram <clears throat> and Amir Abdullah and Joyke Bell, but I'm going to go with Amir Abdullah and Joyke Bell because – they they historically have a committee. They finally went with Bell last year. Amir's supposed to basically supplant Bell coming up here. But what I like about them is that they do always use both in their offense. And when one goes down, that is the guy. Because sometimes you've got a guy that is used a lot, but he's not actually the handcuff. So if the main running back goes down, your guy is not actually the guy that's going to replace him. He's still just used as in, in his superficial role. And that's not going to be the case here. So I do think that Amir Abdul is going to be great. Same with Joyke Bell. They're both going to get points. So I think they're a fantastic handcuff as well. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Our favorite part of the, of the show. 2015 bold predictions for running backs. Ashley? Going with Sexy Rexy here. Shady LaShawn McCoy becomes the third running back in history to receive 1,000-plus yards in receiving and rushing. Buffalo. Awesome. Awesome. Brandon just <laughs> smacked bold, herself in the bold. face like, what an idiot. I think that's what she said in her head. Well, it's bold what? prediction. That's right. right, absolutely, it's not Ashley. like semi-bold. Absolutely. Brandon, what's yours? Terrell Pryor will be a running back in 2016. 
Give nice. Me All right. No, I'm nice. kidding. Nice. I'm kidding. <laughs> Why not? Come on. I'm in. He's it. just gonna make. And then he'll be a linebacker in 2017, and no and one will bat an eye. He'll just no. be a starter. This is um, bold. Yeah. No, I would say that I think Shane Vereen will be a top 20 running back. Nice. I don't know if that's it's bold, that though. Yeah. No one thinks he's going to be a starting guy. Okay. Well, I don't think you don't need to be a top 20 to be starting anyway. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest, though. Here's the thing about running backs. It usually is boring. It is. Everyone wants to get cute, and they want to talk about blah, 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 blah. It is as simple as who's going to start and how often will they run the ball. Yes. And, and I think that sometimes we try to get in our heads about this, and it's, it's really not that, that crazy. I agree. I agree. Try to, wait, try to save face on that, Brandon. Be bold. Shane Vereen was... Shady. Thousand plus. I, okay. okay. He's not bold. the starter right now. It's, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're but I think bold. Shane Vereen could still end up in a top, as a top 20 back without being the starter. Depending on your league settings. Depending on how, how often they use them. I mean... I thought yeah. he should have been last year, too, but they just didn't use him the way that they should have. So right. we'll see. We'll see. My bold prediction has to do with Jonathan Stewart, which I think talking about Jonathan Stewart is bold enough. But let's get into it. Uh, I think he's going to stay healthy for the whole year, which he hasn't yeah, done since 2011. Yep, I do. I love I think it. he's going to stay healthy, and I think he's going to get over 1,000 yards, which he hasn't done. He's only done once in his career, and that was in 2009. He's going to do it, you guys. Oh, man. Dawson Stewart. If he didn't have the injury history, he would be, like, one of the better running backs. Absolutely. But he has the injury history. A very clear, concise injury history. I agree. It is up there with the 100% C.J. Spiller injury. Absolutely. This is why my (laughs) prediction is is bold, Ashley. It is bold. Corny, right. if he misses even only two games, I will still give you this prediction <laughs> as, as accurate. All right, I got, a, I got a bold one for you. I do not think that there is a Dallas Cowboy running back that will end up in the top 20. Ooh, nice. All right. Nice. All right. That's better, Brandon. You're warming up. You're warming up. Okay. Another one. No. 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 No? I'm done. Was it, was it going to be Matt Castle ends up a top 15 quarterback? Oh, if we get into other positions, I can do it. No, I find running no. backs really hard to make bold predictions because I think they're – because, I, you know what, I, as I said, it's pretty set, and then there's, like, flares of brilliance, right, like Denard Robinson. Right. All right, who has a better right. season? To, who has a better season? Yeah. Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon? And I'm not talking about missing games, just, like, in general, who had the best season. Are you talking about, like – fantasy? Well, but are you talking about, like, yards per game, yards per carry? Are you talking about fantasy points, total fantasy points per game? She's talking to- total fantasy total points, fantasy fantasy points season, at the end of the season. Todd Gurley. Melvin Gordon. Nice. You're deciding Total, I think, Gordon. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Gurley. Yep. Gurley. What? They're going to work him in, and he's got an injury history. I know. I know. He's supposed to be good by the start of the season. I just heard they might be out a couple games. Who knows? We'll see. This offseason. That's what the preseason yeah. is for. That's right. That's right. Work it out, girl. So he'll pull a Jonathan Stewart and only be out a couple games and still be considered a full season. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no big deal. It's fine. Thanks for listening to our show today about the running backs. You can check out our other uh, positions that are up on iTunes. You can look at it at Her Fantasy Football and Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football. We broke it down by quarterbacks, wide receivers, and then we have an episode with all the other guys. Tight ends, kickers, defenses. They're all in there. Uh, I like the other I guys. I love the other guys. Yeah. They're our favorite. I'm really upset about the new kicking rule because I love kickers and kickers matter. So the extra point rule really upsets me. But say la vie. We'll see how it turns out this year. Hop over to herfantasyfootball.com and subscri- subscribe to us so you can hear what we're doing this preseason. Football is about to start for real. It's about to start to count. So make sure you're getting your drafts in order. Get all those people that you enjoy uh, having drinks with and have a fantasy draft with them. Why not? Have another one. We did one last night with Bob Evans 
and it was amazing. We had a great time. Brad. Brad Bob Evans. Sorry. Brad Evans. Bob. I, Bob Evans is a mashed I, I know, potato. and I... Yeah. Which is delicious. And, my, and I delicious. say that because delicious. my husband made Bob Evans mashed potatoes tonight, and we were joking about the there fact that he always gets Bob Evans and Brad Evans confused, and now I just did it on air. Sorry, Brad. Awesome. Sorry, Brad. Uh, <laughs> There's worse things to be confused yeah. with. I will say that, because those yeah. potatoes are bomb Absolutely, baby. absolutely. Uh, and also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. It's awesome. Until next time, no more faking it.